0: award-winning gummies 21 plus that's via hemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout support the show tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with via hemp
1: live. Mm-hmm. Five. is this like the EDM concert this is me all night just pumping fist pumping all night oh is that what we're supposed to always oh, is, it, is it fist pump yeah you just like build the beat like Pauly D it's a podcast, not a kiss pod.
2: EDM. She'll make you say, Oh my God. She got the scoop. On pop culture news. So grab a drink. It ain't what you think. It's Sarah and the crew. I'm trying
0: to think of the last time that I went, or if I've ever been to anything EDM. Is David Guetta considered EDM? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay, okay, please. I have.
1: Oh, please. I've All been to right. tons.
0: David Guetta. And then I'm supposed to do this with my hand like this oh like like, okay so like
1: guns like just like throw it up. (laughs) like fist pump you build it up so like the the people watching at EDM concerts is amazing it's just like mesh shirts and like sometimes goth people that just go and it's just a whole mixture of hodgepodge everyone um is rolling yeah I think so how can you tell because their eyes are, they're like, their their irises are so, what's it called, when they're just open? Super open. Yeah. I seem to run into those people all the time, and then they want me to be their sobriety coach. And I'm like, no, I, I can't take on any more clients. I'm at capacity. First off, why would they, I, I love that you just have a sign on your forehead Everywhere that says, where like, I, I will help you. But also, you, like, haven't really done any drugs. So, like, you've never been at the bottom <laughs> to realize the pit that people go through. I think addicts are so amazed by that. I think they're like, how is How'd this bitch like- so? crazy,
0: and yet she's never done any drugs. Can you coach me to that life? Like, bring me like, to that level you're on. Everywhere I go, I was telling you about this. This person that like is in my life that yes. um, is one year sober from off of all coke, all all drugs, which is awesome, right? Good job. Um, and it seems to be men, which is funny because like most people that listen to this podcast are women, but the men want me to be their sobriety coach, which I'm not sure. I don't know why that is. Like we just have similar mustaches. I don't know where. <laughs> what the actual fuck it is. But I ran into this person, haven't seen him in a long time. He was like, oh my God, I'm one year sober off Coke, off of all drugs. Um, And he's like, I would love to get together and have coffee with you and just rack your brain about your positivity. And I'm like, Like, it is called (laughs) N.A. I am
1: not a sponsor. I have no good advice. Like, what do you want me to tell you? It's called, yeah, go to sleep at 8 o'clock and eat vegan food, and you'll live uh, the life of Hayfrage.
0: I I mean, and people, I think, from the outside, think that I have my shit together. But if only, like, Dan always is like, (laughs) if these people only knew. Like, you're just a basket. You're a satchel of nuts, like, once you get home. I'm like, I know. (laughs) You're <laughs> a nut sack You're a sack of nuts <laughs> You guys welcome to the podcast It is Monday It is Martin Luther King Day uh, We are celebrating that great day And we are also working today um, So we have a brand new show for you And a guest Who is a favorite Of the Hay for H podcast Danny Starr is going to join us A little bit later She had a big Big podcast episode Her biggest ever uh, When she really went deep And confessed that She recently had a miscarriage That was very devastating To uh, Danny and her family And of course to On top of that She's in St. Lucia So she's visiting her ex-husband and his family she has her girls down there super uh deep and and really struck a lot of you know nerves for people and i think people always appreciate how open danny is so we're gonna have her on later to talk about her podcast empathy and eyebrows her latest episode and then also a new project that she's got going called get rid of and glow and i I, want to. she's also been tweeting a lot about r kelly so i want to know all her thoughts about that too so that's coming up. Pineapple Mail goes down every Monday. It's always your DMs. It's your messages to us if you have any advice, questions. And this involves a woman dating a guy for four months, but he still hangs out with some of his girlfriends. I'm talking like coworkers, women from his past.
1: Which I don't think Which is, is a, not a problem. Not a problem. Is it a problem? It starts to become a problem when he excludes his significant other from the friend group hangout. So we'll tell you where she says that this
0: story might be going left and then she wants your advice. Um, wh- what about what about uh, Schmiggy?
1: Because, you know, we have our boyfriend Schmiggy and Schman. Yeah. So does Schmiggy have female friends? No. You know he moved here for me. He has no friends He's besides just so two birds and a damn dog. No, he I'm just is kidding. He so in love with you. I do really man, think he is. <laughs> Oh my God, are you kidding, bitch?
0: You sent him the Jeff Bezos challenge and he wrote you back this long thing about, do you know how badly I want to just wake up with you in the morning sober? Like, I mean, <laughs> he gave
1: you the whole love of his it, life. It was more of a slap to the face, like stop being a blackout bitch, really was what it is.
0: <laughs> it was completely like
1: So it was
0: kind of... <laughs> it was like, Drea, I just want to wake help.
1: up sober with you. Do you know I just want one day where you don't
0: <laughs> push me away and want to go
1: back to bed for your hangovers? Like, <laughs> it was so... Sarah, now I know why I love you so much, why we connect, because I want you to teach me how to live positively (laughs) sans alcohol. I am not taking on one more sobriety candidate, okay? And here's the thing. I would
0: be a complete hot mess and do so many drugs, but my hangovers, I've gotten horrible hangovers. Oh, no. Honestly, my only one-time itty-bitty foray into drugs is (laughs) I did Adderall. I was up. I'm not kidding you. She's I was like, up. My eyes were like pasted open. I couldn't even <laughs> shut them for two days. I called my girlfriend who gave me the Adderall. I go,
1: "What's going on?" I go, "My heart is on fire. I cannot get feel to sleep." Like, did you not get anything done though? Were you not so productive? Because that's really what it does to me. Well, I had
0: to be productive because I couldn't close my eyes and I couldn't <laughs> get to bed. And I go, "Oh my god, if this is Adderall me on coke, you're already no so way. yeah,
1: you're already so energetic." And I just imagine you waking up. Thank God we've never woken up together in the same bed because. I feel like you just like like pop out of bed and you're just like ready to take on I the day I want that to happen
0: I feel like at some point you and I are gonna have a threesome with Fred Smoot and it's gonna be like so and it's probably gonna be
1: filmed you heard it here first that's never gonna happen in literally okay. ever well it could with me and maybe somebody else if I hear you're hanging out with Fred him. Smoot, I'm going to kill you. I love him so much. I do now. I hang he's out with- a sack of nuts. He's coming back on the show to give sex advice. Remind <laughs> me not to be there that day. The man is crazy. I love him so. No,
3: He is,
0: but he's my favorite. He's my favorite. Fred Smoot was on this. If you haven't listened to the episode, it is so good. And how he it's lives a good episode. on this episode, he lives in real life. And we've since had drinks. And we just, it was, it was so great. We just talked about how monogamy is such a challenge. And I was like, Fred, okay. I
1: agree with you. Yeah, you agree, but like, yeah, he's just a whole nother, he's not like human. He's like another species that is the Smoot.
0: Like it's just the smooth people. Oh, he is the smooth. He's crazy. Um, well, anyway, how was your weekend? I heard that your dad found your marijuana pipe. Speaking of drugs, I guess
1: I should be your sobriety coach. It seems like drugs. a lot of shit's going down with you. I went to an EDM concert. People were rolling on Molly. This is great. This is all good news. So, how did your dad find your weed pipe? And then how did that whole
0: conversation go down? Because I got this text from you over the weekend. Because your dad has been <laughs> furloughed. Yes. So he's been and and uh, there's a great story of a woman in Washington D.C. going around giving a giving out like fifty dollars. Like oh, this yes. woman's awesome. Awesome. so yes. how's your dad holding up?
1: You said he's like looking for other jobs, right? Yes, looking for other jobs actually tomorrow he has an interview for like a temp job he's just looking for random stuff to fill his fill his time and what happened was he's just like all around the house right now like he's just like filling his time cleaning my room I'm like this is too much freedom for you guys you need to go back to work stop meddling around in my room making my bed I cannot believe that you're a
0: grown woman I'm a grown-ass woman in there cleaning well that's
1: like also the hangout spot because I just made it so comfy there's like a couch and like it's like the family room now so they just hang out so my dad was in there and he's not the disciplinarian in the family mom is so my dad doesn't know how to deal with like you're in trouble so we're in the car together just us two and this happened on saturday and i told us last episode like i've lost my weed bowl it's like the mystery of the weed bowl where is it um so i usually just smoke a couple times a month maybe just to go to bed like not for really recreational it's just like a little puff puff and i'm out you know (laughs) just like i need a little relaxation my head's spinning i just need a little like you know, yeah. Chill. You just gotta chill, exactly. So, and I always leave it on the um, the windowsill because I just, you know, do a little, burp, burp, and then blow I just it blow out it window. out the window. Bam, sure. nobody knows. Right, the air takes it. So that's what happened. And then he's like, "Hey, um, by the way, I found a uh, found your bowl." And I was like, "You found my bowl? What bowl? My yeah, cer- right. My, <laughs> my cereal bowl. I'll leave that in there too." <laughs> and he's like, "No, no, Andrea." Uh, your weed bowl. And, uh, and I was like, oh, shit. But he, he's like, never disciplined me before. So I was like, where is this going? And he just goes, if your mom finds that, she would be pissed. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, Dad. So my mom didn't find it. You <laughs> found it. That so what are you going to do? And I mean, that was it. And we never talked about it again.
0: You are 24 years old. I mean, right. there's not much you can do, you know, I now. I feel like everybody smokes these days. Like everybody. Everybody. everybody everyone but me. And that's just because
1: <laughs> it will keep me up for days. No, no, no. that
2: You don't smoke? I retired about two years ago. I mean, really? I don't do it
1: all the time, and I never I never go out of my way to buy it. So I'm not going to say that I'm a regular weed smoker, but if it's offered, it's a good little relaxer. I, I mean, yada, said, yada.
2: Please, when she looks at me, when she's surprised that I actually did something. <laughs> my-
1: You're a goody-goody, too.
0: <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm going to try edibles. I don't really like the whole smoking, you know, but I'll, I'll yeah, try edible edible. Yeah. I want to make And that's even stronger. But now everyone says it's so strong. I don't, I don't, it doesn't need to be
1: that strong for me. Do I just microdose. Yeah. We'll, we'll get the California gummies where they microdose. It's only 5%, which it is what we seems- did. And you were like,
0: I don't feel anything. No, I need a cookie or like a brownie. I love sugar. Like, big, big roll up. Let's hit a couple of sponsors. Um, also, I, I was I was telling you, it was actually bad for my, everybody that listens to this podcast, and if you're new, I do, it is true, I have a 500 doll collection, which when you guys come to Maine for my
1: wedding. Oh, I, I don't even will, want to go in there. No, I'm not doing it. No, I'm going to be freaked out. Sarah, that's like a horror film.
0: And every year, even though I'm like in my 30s, my mom buys me a new doll. Every Christmas, it's crazy. I'm like, Mom, I don't. We don't. want never continue this. You never like, take it with you. You leave it at your mom's um, house. Okay. How <laughs> embarrassing. Have you seen these creepy
1: ass dolls? Yes. Like I'm gonna bring them down here and do what with them? Well, I think it's just kind of maybe um like a memory she has with you. Like you guys bonded over these dolls. Oh, she does. She loves it. She like feels like it's what it is. Yeah.
0: And now with my niece, she started a snow globe collection. So they collect snow clothes. And okay, has she watched Marie Kondo? Not that I really support that, but like I, I think it's time to let go. I know. But anyway, over the weekend Dan and I went to the Hip Hop Pop-up Museum. <laughs> okay, let me just I love this. your guys'
1: activities together.
0: Saturday was our date day. Saturday was date day because he works all the time. So Schman right. had the day off. So Woo! Schman and I decided we're going to do restaurant week. We're yes. going to do MGM National Harbor. We went to the National Harbor Casino for the first time. P.S. You couldn't find like an open table. Poker Real? tables booked. Poker tables completely busy. furlough people looking to win. Was mobbed. I'm like, Clearly, I guess everyone furloughed here believes that they're going to, you know, strike it rich. Strike it rich. Packed. I'm thinking to myself, I'm really in the wrong business. The casino business is where it's at. <laughs> what, gonna be a card t- table girl? I, I, I said to Dan, it's amazing. Like, if I had to do it over again, if I was 24 and hot, yeah. which I really wasn't, so it wouldn't have worked <laughs> out, I would be a cocktail at, waitress at MGM. Honestly, they probably make bank so much money. It was just, just goes straight to stripping. Actually, I, okay, fine. I would do that. Yeah, I mean, I would. I would take like. I mean, these guys. It was crazy at MGM, and there were. I mean, there were a lot of women too. But, but you and Dan regularly gamble. I didn't know that was a thing you guys do. Schman is a really good poker player. Damn it, Schman! It's going to take us a while. Wait, he these. is. Re- um. Yeah. Remember, I was telling you this like a year ago or two years ago. He went to some soccer event, entered a poker tournament, and came in like first or second. I'm like. I had no idea. S- and I remember you telling me We recently this. went to an event where they were playing like fake poker and he like right. won. He won like 15000 fake dollars. I'm like, I had no idea. Yeah, he's a really, because Dan, Schman. Schman is a huge nerd. Like I woke up this morning and he was wearing
1: some sort of Star Wars cafe t-shirt. I was like, I can't Okay, between you, between that and your night guard, I mean, you guys just literally are just like nerds, like paradise. Like <laughs> last night, we both had
0: our night guards in. And I was
1: like, get over here, let's bump night guards," and he was like, "No, I
0: don't want reviews." <laughs> Honestly, God, we did. I grind my teeth now at night. My my de- Daniel, let's bump night guards. And we both got our guards in. Let's bump night guards, and he was like, "No, Sarah, I don't want to do that. It's so cheesy." I was like, okay, whatever.
1: No, you gotta grab his face. <laughs> and then, like mine
0: kind of protrudes, and his is like more <laughs> hidden. So I was like trying to get in there. <laughs> no, he woke up this morning with a Star Wars like cafe t-shirt. I'm like, are you wearing that at the house? He goes, oh. no, it just brings me joy.
1: Nothing turns me on more than a good old go, okay Star Wars graphic <laughs> so tee from H and M. Yummy. His brother brought it, <laughs> bought it for him for Christmas.
0: So, we go to the Hip Hop Museum this weekend. We do um, restaurant week, which, if you live in DC or you live in Virginia or Maryland, you should totally do. It was great. Uh, we went to China Chicano, which is a Jose Andreas spot. We love supporting Jose Andreas. Yes. Food was amazing. And you it eat, is. That's you, like
1: really good restaurant. Yeah, and you eat so much for like $35 a person. It's such a steal. Only during restaurant. Week. Only during any only other during time, week. that restaurant four hundred dollars exactly. I ordered like literally an appetizer of uh, ceviche, like the ceviche platter. It was like forty five dollars. My it, it, two bites each. We're like, <laughs> okay, is anybody full? <laughs> no, let's like order a hundred dollars of entrees. Like what? I know. We so. Told, so
0: after we went and we walked around and uh, looked at the slots uh, and we did some retail therapy, then we went to the pop-up museum at Blind Wino, uh, the pop-up hip-hop museum, which was sounds so really interesting. Cool. It was hysterical. Well, I learned a lot, actually. You, did you ever – you never probably got into the Source magazine, right? But you probably know the Source magazine yes. from back in the day. yes. Had no clue that was started by two white dudes from Harvard. No idea, right? Because it was like the hip hop magazine. You would never think that. (laughs) And one of the guys lives here. What? I know. He's kind of debating if we should have him on the podcast. Well, that'd be a cool one. Yeah. Right? I mean, how did this white guy, I mean, it would have been 25 years ago, Start or 30 years ago now, start this hip hop, like biggest I mean and and everything happened at the Source Awards he started the Source Awards and that was like famous like when Suge Knight came out all these right. memorable things so that part of it was kind of cool but the rest of it really had no rhyme or reason there wasn't it was just like <laughs> sort of like this like framed all of this stuff from Tupac Memorabilia. including a ton of dolls so I did appreciate the collector because I was like and everything was for sale essentially like
1: you could buy half of it okay so is that really a hip hop exhibit it's like more of a it was more a of like a hip-hop pop-up up shop okay. <laughs> it was
0: really, but it was so good because they had every figurine of snoop dogg to and i mean as the a dog heads, collector what the hell every bobblehead do- you could imagine okay, it was essentially a bobblehead and figurine collection of hip-hop really yikes that scares me more than anything there wasn't a chronological like i'm thinking you're going in figuring Back out in time right you're gonna follow a timeline right the 1900s the the 20s the 30s as hip-hop No, we fast forwarded to 88. Like, (laughs) we stayed there. we We stayed right in there, and then present day and it was just it, but it was funny but it had like all of LL Cool J's moments Um I'm, then someone had part of the collection was he'd purchased a death row records um, electrocuting chair that someone had made <laughs> oh
1: wait I saw that on your story <laughs> it was right honestly you had a hodgepodge of stuff in your story <laughs> so It was, that like was a the ca- museum like somebody was spray painting a cake there was um, figurines and then there was an execution chair I was like where the fuck are they Like, what is going on I you mean, guys I, had a day.
0: You should definitely go. If you're in the D.C. area, it was it was pretty comical. And you can buy, like, le- everything that's hanging on the wall. Oh, good. More, like, I, know. I didn't need <laughs> any more. The I, I really wanted the Notorious B.I.G. doll, but I thought, okay, what do I really need this? I don't need this. How much are they going for? <sighs> I don't know. A lot of them was priced upon request, which always freaks me out because that price is insane. And then and they want you to negotiate. I'm like, dude, I, I can't. I'm not paying $400 for a Biggie doll. Like, I, You guys have a wedding to plan. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I would. And I was definitely like, <laughs> Damn look at these dolls. It was hysterical, though. Um, lots of people are on our Facebook Live. Jennifer, uh, of course, J Hubs is on. She came up with Schman and Schmiggy. She loves that we're calling them that. Yes, we um, love it. And she says, Hi, dolls. She's still furloughed, by the way. Um, be sure to share the Facebook page right now with someone who has never seen the show or someone that is a big Danny Starr fan, because we're going to get her in here in one second. Um, and then also, a heads up, we're going to be moving time on our Facebook uh, show. So we're going to be starting on YouTube. YouTube is where we're going to go live. It's a way that you can build a quicker audience and uh, kind of get exposed to. We have a lot of people who you guys know us. You tune in every day. But then um, as far as discovering new people online, YouTube's where it's at. So starting in March, we're going to go to YouTube live. And then we're also going to put the show on Facebook, but it will be at a different time, not in the middle of the day. So we may be dark for a couple of weeks. Don't panic We'll still have the podcast You'll still be able to download On Spotify and iTunes Let's hit a couple sponsors And then we want Danny on Um, Have you heard about The revolution in online Furniture shopping And Joybird The company behind it all Joybird believes That you should never settle When it comes to Your home furnishings And that you should Always have the freedom To boldly be original From idea to reality They empower you To create the space And furniture That brings you joy With Joybird You can get One of a kind furniture Made to your unique taste AJ and I was We're just um, looking at it this morning And all the chairs they have They have everything you can imagine From planters, um, mirrors, rugs Their rugs are really cool Turn your ideas into reality With hundreds of styles and options From mid-century modern to contemporary classics Customizable in an amazing array of fabric choices From rich buttery leather and plush velvets To every color uh, imaginable And wide range of kid and pet friendly upholstery Yes, we love that. So now you need to go to Joybird. See how they're revolutionary, revolutionizing online furniture shopping. Create the furniture that brings you joy today at joybird.com backslash phrase. Go to joybird.com backslash phrase and receive an exclusive offer for 25% off your first order by using code phrase. We will be there. Also, we have to thank uh, Dr. Mintz. He's our medical marijuana doctor in Maryland NDC. He's licensed in both places. We were just talking about it. If you suffer from depression, aches, and pains, if you're looking for something that can help treat those aches and pains without mixing with other medication, he's your guy. Uh, if you suffer from PTSD, it, it, medical marijuana really is a miracle drug, and um, it works for so many people in different situations. You don't have to smoke it. You can just have a couple of liquid droplets. Boop! And then it can change everything for you. Make your appointment. It's one-time $250 fee. Most of that is reimbursable. Buy your insurance company. Dr. Mintz helps you take care of that. Get you certified with your medical marijuana cards. Go to drmintz.com. Tell them the Hayfrage podcast sent you. If you have any questions about medical marijuana too, you can always DM me at Hayfrage on Instagram or you can leave a comment. If you are concerned too With your business Just contact Dr. Mintz If you're not ready To make an appointment But you just have questions He's super open Loves to hear from you Um, And then lastly I also want to tell you guys Eventbrite.com Is where you can buy tickets Our first ever Mindful eating seminar With my mindful eating therapist Robin Mize Is happening February 24th At Arlington Arts Center Tickets are on sale right now For $125 For this three hour course Normally the course Would be $150 And a one time session With Robin is $175 For years you guys Have been asking me You know, I've shared my story of mindful eating, um, weight loss, and more importantly, just loving my body. This class is twofold. Um, When you stop emotional eating and binge eating, lots of times the result is natural weight loss when you kind of learn about your eating patterns. That isn't the objective. The objective is to come create a mindful eating practice that makes you not anxious about exercise, not anxious about counting calories, giving up the dieting cycle, and celebrating and loving your body just as you are. Eventbrite.com Mindful Eating. You've probably also seen it on my Instagram at HeyFrage, and the ticket link will go up at HeyFrage.com later today. Okay, we got to have our girl on. It's been a hot second. We I can't have- hear
3: you, though. What? You can't hear us? Oh, my God. I mean, I can hear you because you're loud, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I can't actually hear you in my headphones at all. Okay, well, there enjoy. we go. There we go. Woo! Yes. Danny Starr is here, Hi, everybody. Woo! Woo-hoo. Yes. It feels like it's been, like... Ever. It has been a really long time.
0: (laughs) When was the live show? Oh, November. It's
3: been a long time. How has that been? Shouldn't have left you. (laughs) That a dope beat No, sorry. <laughs> I missed you guys. Isn't it
0: crazy? Time yeah. really flies by. It does. So look, we want we wanted there's so much going on in your
3: life. Yeah. You just had There's inc- always so much going on. You are never. Can I catch a break? <laughs> I know. You <laughs> never have a dull moment. It's okay. I honestly I just think that so this is so random, but I, I have this energy healer. You know, I'm really big into like chakras and energy and yes. stuff like that. And she told me something that really changed my life, and she told me it's never gonna get easier for me. Ugh. And she didn't say really? that in a mean way. She meant it in a serious way. And I'm going to take it and believe it because there's got to be some reason, right? There's got to be. Like, you don't have, there's got to be a reason. So she told me that, and basically, I'm an empath, you know that. So, yes. I'm a massive feeler. I feel everything. Um, and when I walk every time I walk into her her little special sacred place, I don't even know what it's called, but she shows me her arms and her arms are always there's always like so much goosebumps and she has to like get it together and she's just like you are really powerful. And she yeah. said that powerful people and bright lights just reel in darkness. And so Ooh. I was like, "Well, I'm tired of it. Like, I would like to shut it off. <laughs> yeah, like, le- like <laughs> let's cut that shit uh, off." Right. I <laughs> yeah. I love helping people. This is awesome. Like, that's what I love to do. But like, enough is enough. And she was like, "I'm going to be very honest with you. I'm the same type of person. There, there are these types of people." Mystic Michaela, my home girl, she said the same exact thing. She was like, "It's never going to get easier. You have to learn how to protect yourself and learn how to navigate it. But it is always going to happen." And she, what, what was very, what made me wow. happy is that, I mean, I was on the phone with my best friend yesterday, and I was like, "Maybe." I'll I was a murderer in a different life. <laughs> like, like, this is your- that's a lot of. I like seriously. I was like, maybe I was a murderer in a different life. Maybe I did awful things to other human beings. And this is Carmen. She was like, this is not your fault. But Mystic Michaela and Brenda, my energy healer, she was just like this. She goes, it will always flock to you, and you have to remind yourself that it's not your fault. Like you don't go out looking for it. And I, when if I tell you I would build a bunker and stay in it, and the shit would still find me, it would. <laughs> It would like the walls would fall in. Like, like yeah, I would like, be in a bunker, and somehow, some way, it would just <laughs> be like gas underneath <laughs> the door. So I've come to terms with it. I have like I, my whole thing for the rest of my life is going to be resiliency is my superpower. But you help so many people like through
0: I mean you and, and you have we'll talk about this dark moment that you just shared and you were yeah. so brave to do it. I read your medium.com article which was so good and so brave. I mean you helped, slash,
3: I probably will cry during this interview.
0: I'm sure sh- I, I know. just want you to be was, fully aware. <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> it's yeah coming. I can feel it. I know <laughs> it's whatever
0: but you really do. I mean I feel like the only the silver lining for you is like you are so brave about putting yourself out there and that helps so many people we were just scrolling through twitter and this woman was like danny like your podcast your episode seven mm-hmm. which is the one where you talk about this you know this horrible recent miscarriage that happened she's yeah. like you just like helped me so much and so not everybody can share and you have that
3: gift a gift it's, well i know yeah. it's bittersweet right but here's the thing it's it's not for me it's not a gift It's just who I am. Like, it literally has always been who I am. Everyone's always been like, you're such an overshare. And I'm just like, I just talk like I share. I I connect with people and I just want to tell stories. But also people overshare with me all the time. I'll sit next to a person on an airplane and I find out that her daughter is in a psych ward and she doesn't know how to survive this. And I'm like, well, actually, let me help you out. (laughs) Or I'm picking up my car from the car place and the guy tells me, I don't know this man, have never met him. He doesn't know who I am. We have nothing. And I just was like, How's your day going? And he was like, Good and I you know, he asked me if I had kids and I'm like, Do you have kids? And he goes, Yeah and he tells me that he has a son and his son is certain a certain age and I'm like your son, you look really young to have a son that age, and he was like, I was sixteen, she was twenty six, and I was like, she was a predator. And then we're having wow. an entire conversation about that how he like, doesn't even recognize that she was a predator, and he was taking, you know, that he was being advantage of, taking yeah, advantage abused. Yeah, and these are the conversations Holy. that I have every day, every day. It's not, it's like ooh, nonstop. But, but, but at the end of the day. The messages that I get of people who are like, thank you for sharing your story. I just went through this or the women who have like, I've been through this four times. And I'm like sobbing profusely oh. because I can I, one was enough for me. <laughs>
0: like, really? It was oh so my God. traumatic.
3: It was so traumatic. It's still traumatic. I cannot. I forced myself to be here today, Sarah, on purpose. I like, know. I, I you were feel like, like I you like it's a ho- you, you, No, you like, were even trying to give me an out. You're like, it's a holiday. So I was like, no, like, don't give me an out because I'll take it.
0: I know, but I, I have I to get out to... of
3: the house. Like I have to talk, I have to get out of the house, I have to do these things. And at the end of the day, it's never going to get easier, right? They're going to it's going to keep happening. So the only way for me to survive this is to find the light on the in, uh, at the end of all of it because there will always be something next. The good news is, is I know I can overcome anything And oh, I really yeah, I yeah. do know that You're it super strong It yeah. doesn't make it easier In it though You're just like no, Oh it's... shit this sucks Dude I had a miscarriage In a different country Surrounded by my ex-husband And his family And I didn't actually Start losing the baby Till I was on a, on an airplane In the bathroom Oh my god Listening
0: and reading The story was You know you And you're such a good writer Cause you gave it In, in incredible detail I, I've never been pregnant So I, I don't know What it's like but, um, but for those of you guys Listening Who may not know Danny, I think everybody on the show knows you're a friend of the show. You and I became friends a couple years ago from yeah. our radio background. You're a radio host, co-hosted on the Kane Show. Uh, you work for TLC. You're yes. a host there, and now you have your own podcast, Empathy yes. and Eyebrows, which is so fully transparent about you. your life, mental health issues, being Parenting, a mom, everything, everything, a little bit of everything. So, and, and the hard part is, is like we, you and I had talked. Was it before Christmas or right? Yeah, I think it was like right before Christmas. Yeah, and you had sort of said, okay, like just just between like friends and family, we're expecting a baby. And like you were like, I don't want to tell too many people, but we feel really good about this. And then fast forward, you go to St. Lucia. When did this
3: all happen? So January 2nd. So Munchie was having this really rough time in her life where she just the dog had died and she was like, everybody I love is far away. And she was not understanding heaven and just all this stuff. And I realized that she needed to go see her dad. Yeah, because waiting until the summertime, it just wasn't logical. It wasn't going to work. Um, for her mental health. And you know me, I don't play when it comes to mental health. So I was like, no, we got to get her there. So um, Jeff and I discussed that it was probably a good idea to go after Christmas because he's our family too. And we didn't want to leave him alone on Christmas. So we were like, okay, we'll go January 2nd. So we go January 2nd. Um, It takes a long time to get to St. Lucia, two different flights. It was me and two kids. It was just a lot of work. Oh yeah. And when I got to St. Lucia, that was a Wednesday. I didn't even know it was possible. But at like eight weeks pregnant, my water broke. But I didn't know that that's what it was because you wouldn't know that. And my water, I've had two babies and my water never broke with either of them. So I didn't know what that felt like, what it was. And when it's a little tiny baby, it's a lot less water. So you just think it's something and you're not sure. So that started on Wednesday. Thursday, I went to the hospital and they were just like, yeah, so your baby is not alive, but you got to wait till your body does its thing. Oh my god! And you're in a different country with your ex-husband and you're like, I know there's some lesson, (laughs) like, and the only lesson I could come up with was I was a murderer in a different life, but that's not logical. (laughs) No, that's not it. It's not not it. it. It's not it. But in the moment, you're just like, what have I done? Like, what... What what yeah, right? So
0: it's such a sense of like self blame, even though yeah,
3: like but, but in in it, I still was like, I'm gonna be okay because I know that at the end of the day, I know shit keeps coming at me. I know how to take it. I know how to process it, and I know how to learn from it, and I know how to teach others from it.
0: And this was especially hard because you and Jeff, and, and you had
3: said this at the live podcast show. You guys have been trying to yeah. have a baby for a while, right? Yeah, like, a, been, how long? I don't even know. We it just we were. It had been a while, like it had been been, months, 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 and then. I was like, well, it was weird to me too, and I know like everybody's situation is different. So I'm not being, you know, I'm not trying to be insensitive to people who have tried for years. I understand that that sucks, and I'm sorry. But everybody's situation is different, sure, and I got sure. pregnant on the first ovulation with both of my daughters. So I just felt like I should get pregnant right away. Like, right. That's just what my body does, and my body wasn't doing that. And and I probably am about to drop a bomb on you, but this is this is what I mean about how it never ever. That's what we love you. Like <laughs> it never ever it's easy. i know i know i have to process this with the two of you right now <laughs> because i don't fucking get it but in the process of all of this so i have the miscarriage i get home my kids are still in saint lucia claire god bless her stayed in saint lucia took care of the kids she was like you need to go home i had to have procedures after it i had to come home i was back in the hospital when i got back here it was never and i have to have another procedure on february 15th really? when i tell you that i'm gonna have more procedures and this is gonna expand longer than the time i was even pregnant it's crazy what it like, what your body does. In fact, if I were to test, if you gave me a pregnancy test right now, it would say I was pregnant. Really? Because the hormones are still I'm raging through my body. And how long raging. does this last normally? It, it's, there is no normal. It's like your body Everybody. does its thing. Um, yeah. And the procedure that I need, I can't even get because they have to pregnancy test every woman who gets this procedure. And mine is going to say positive. Positive. And even though they and, and here's the worst part, as even a, though they know they know it's it's a legality, pregnant, right? Yeah, and so they don't all communicate within the hospital. So I have women from the lab coming in to congratulate me on my pregnancy.
0: Oh my god! <laughs>
3: so there's like people showing up and they're like, "You're pregnant," and I'm like, "Well, I was, but no," <laughs> like, oh. and you don't know what to say to people because. You're already in pain, and I don't really like to pass my pain on to people, but right. you're just like, no, this is not a happy thing at all. Yes. <laughs> and then, like, the lady's getting ready to do a sonogram, and she's like, this is exciting. How far along are we? And I'm oh, like, no. uh, you tell me. There's a dead baby in there. I don't know what to tell you. So it's just been a lot. So then what I'm wow. learning is that people grieve differently, right? They, they do. People just react. Totally. I have been mean, and angry, and I am not a mean and angry person. And I have been so mean to my kids, to trees. Like, I cuss trees out walking down the street. Like, fuck you, tree. <laughs> don't fucking blow your wind this way. Like, keep your fucking leaves on your branches. <laughs> Nobody needs you. Like, I'm mean as shit. And I don't recognize myself and I don't like that, right? And so I'm going through all of these emotions and I am grieving the loss of a child. And you don't know what that loss is like until you lose it. I can't imagine. And what imagine. people don't understand yeah. is that it's it's a lot different for a father because guys are <laughs> real logical, right? So they don't really understand parenting and fatherhood until they touch their child. They're like, oh, shit, this is a part of me. This is mine. But from the moment you're pregnant as a woman, you you eat differently you think differently, you stop drinking, you stop smoking, you stop doing whatever the hell you were doing because you want the best for your baby and everything becomes a part, like I was working out like crazy, that shit was not for me, okay that was for the, <laughs> the core camper. I mean, I, yes. lo- I love core camper but I was it was for my baby like I was right. like, we are gonna get through this I'm gonna push you out, three good pushes like we are gonna do this as a team I was like pep talking my kid, like all these things and then, and then I thought about like what if it's a boy and then I don't have boys and like I planned out names and I was excited you know so like it's just such <sighs> a big loss it's such a big loss oh that my you... god I can't imagine so, so in the midst of the loss I get a fucking direct message from a woman who wants to put a message exchange between her and Jeff on the internet? And she <gasps> she has the de- she wants to be decent and give me the heads up before she puts this out on the internet. Put it out on the internet. But if there's it? one thing that you should know about me is that I'm I don't hide from much. And if he chose to grieve in a way that was disrespectful to his family unit, okay. But don't come to me like I did something wrong. That's those are his actions. You know what I'm saying? And so now you know i'm dealing with the (gasps) loss of my child and trying to figure out and was this woman aware like
0: this was going on she was she She, She, like she she literally said
3: like i find it interesting that a man who just lost his baby and his girlfriend um, would reach out to me i find it interesting that you always pop up in my worst moments that is sick yeah you think she's just like really trying to fuck with you like she's just i think he's stupid too but I think he was grieving and stupid as shit and I think he doesn't know repercussions. I think he grew up in a privileged and and coddled environment. And I think he doesn't know repercussions and I think that saying I'm sorry works for him a lot of the time. But I think that I was l- grieving my damn child's loss and I'm angry. And it doesn't even mean I wanted to end cuz I don't. I love Jeff. I think Jeff is a phenomenal partner. Right. But I have been through relationship where respect, love doesn't mean shit if it doesn't come with respect and boundaries and all yeah. this other stuff. And I, I think am learning we, that. Too. I like, think we learn that the hard way. And I think like this is so much harder. I have kids, Sarah. Yeah, Yeah. You love him. And this shit is not easy to do by yourself. And this is how women get trapped, because you think about it and you think like. Sorry, I'm on a no, rant no, no. You're right on. Uh, this is like this, this is this crazy. Is really, but this is so funny. Him, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I honestly don't know because I don't know how to be the woman I want to be for my daughters and take a man back who could do something like that oh, in your no, worst moments. you're breaking
0: my heart. But uh, I know also, it's been
3: there. but also, I don't know how to walk away from someone who supported me so profusely. I was just like, nothing shocks me anymore. Nothing shocks me anymore. Okay, well, here
0: I'll just say that, uh, this is like I had no idea this was going on with you and Jeff. So, like, are you guys still talking? Like, how's yeah, it? He
3: has the girls right now. Like, he he has the girls right now. Okay, he's, do you feel like he's remorseful? Because you know I've been Jeff. Yes, bitch. But I've rem- been Jeff. But remorseful. My- he, yes, I do. For, I I believe these are the things that I believe. So let me give you the facts. The facts are this. The facts are I one hundred percent Jeff. Believe Jeff loves me. He lives with me he raises my children right he lets me sleep until 10 a.m in the morning and then my kids are fed and dressed in the morning and sometimes when I'm tired as hell and do not want to get off the couch he tells me to stay my ass there and he does bedtime stuff so yes I know he and I know that because right now he's in that don't take my family from me phase and I mm. know that that's an awful phase to be in but then my thought is don't do that to your fucking family this is not just a me and you thing. This, the, there are children involved. Now, in that's this. a different. I know. You it's know, a different, there are different yeah. responsibilities and there are repercussions. And 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 I will tell you, like I went back all day yesterday. I was like, okay, okay, no, like no, 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 no. I've been through this before. And then you know, then there's like, he's not slim. He's not slim. He's definitely right, right. Thank slim not. was like a whole. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. a whole different ball game. Okay, so he's not. But then it's like, if the good ones fuck up, and the bad ones fuck up. Maybe everybody fucks wait, up. Wait, wait,
0: but do you think this was just like maybe a, like a sex or like an inappropriate text that went too this far? This was but were the they, most they meeting
3: inappropriate message you could ever send to someone, knowing that your partner has just lost your child. Did he admit to it, or girl, it was screenshotted and sent to me from his from his Hug. Instagram. His pic, it was him, and yes, he admitted to it, and you, and yes, he said it was stupid, and yes, he said it was you know I, it's men and ego strokes and that's what the shit is but at the end of the day i'm tired of that shit like i'm right. exhausted with it because if i can go through being irritable and go through losing a child and not want to step out on you like i feel as though maybe <sighs> yeah, that I might mean, so it is what so, i think so hard. is what i think is counseling for yeah, him yeah, for him for say because here's the deal this is not my battle our right. relationship is good and that's what Really pisses me off. When when your relationship is bad and shit's fucked up, like you, you're like, okay, well, I wasn't doing this and I didn't do this, but like I don't have that in this. Right. Like we have a phenomenal partnership. But again, a phenomenal partnership doesn't mean shit. Like if you want an open relationship, holler at me. Tell me that shit. I and know. We can be, just I be know. fucking transparent about it and let me know. And then maybe we can work around the situation. You know what I'm saying? Like we are right. good partners, we love each other. This is what it is. But if you come under pressure, And your come under pressure is I'm going to hurt the person who has my back. And that happens so often. It's like the world gave me something tough. So instead of working through my own trauma, instead of working through my own issues, I'm going to hurt the person who rides for me. I'm going to hurt the person who loves me so much. I'm going to hurt them because then maybe I can help them fix it and feel better about myself because I'm helping them fix the hurt that I caused. You know how crazy that sounds yeah but people they do that no i know i know i know and it's it, you guys are in a
0: tough spot because you do have kids involved you're pregnant you know yeah you've got a lot
3: <sighs> definitely go to therapy i, I, mean,
0: I
1: don't
3: I, even know what to do like i'm like
1: I, I i'm speechless
3: i know you are everybody in my life is speechless nobody got shit to say except he's not slim but that doesn't matter I know he's not slim, but I also know we don't, we're not going to keep doing, like, nah. Like, this is crazy. So, I'm angry and sad and emotional, but also, I'm fucking shit resilient. resilient. Like, you I really
0: have, okay, when you started this conversation with dark shit happens, like, you you were not wrong. I'm like, I
3: was like, Dropped a bomb. Yeah, but, but <gasps> oh. here's the thing. Like, I, what I realized, and I said this today, I wrote, I wrote a post because I was like, the message exists, okay? People fuck up. He just lost his child. So, there are a lot, this is complicated. There is gray area here, and I... I'm not gonna, like, I'm not judging anybody right now because I know that I was cussing trees out, okay? People do crazy shit when they're grieving. So that's that. But what I'm not gonna do is let somebody try to hold me hostage, try to make me, like, my peace of mind is something that can't be messed with. It is something that belongs to me, and I have to allow you to mess with my peace of mind. And that shit happened for a couple hours. And then I was like, nope, there's a message that exists that might come out. And guess what? I don't give a fuck. Because at the end of the day, what I have learned is that when it rains, it does pour. But you know what? When I'm wet, I always grow. Yeah. and i'm constantly wet but i'm constantly growing and yeah. every time something like this happens to me i channel that shit into some type of resiliency something beautiful comes out of it like a creation of a program or you know yeah. a book I have a, you know what happened to me? Here's Sh- a sequel. Shitty things happened to me. But guess what? Shitty things happened to me. And I wrote about it in a book, a very good book, a book full of shitty things. But also the lesson behind the shitty things is that I never gave up. I'm resilient as shit. Wait. And as far as work situations, you and I know. I mean, you know what the fuck we've
0: been through. The worst work situation is someone to trying to destroy you.
3: That's when I tell you I am literally in to because I finally realized what kind of what was the holdback for me, it was narcissistic trauma. From that radio show. Oh, yeah. It was was literally sociopathic, narcissistic trauma, PTSD survival. Like, that's what we live through. And so we have to, like, make sure we take. But here's the thing. I have dealt with trauma, but I don't take my trauma and go traumatize everybody else. You have to deal with your own trauma because if you don't, you become the person providing the trauma to other people's lives. That has never been me. Right. Yeah. I have had I'm with trauma you. after trauma after I'm with trauma you. after trauma, and I have taken that trauma and done the work. And that is why I'm successful. That is why I keep going, because I take my trauma, and rather than spread it to the world and get mean and evil, I figure out a way to help people get through their trauma.
0: Yeah, you really do. I mean— where okay is Jeff like? Does he want to go to therapy? Like, what do you? Th- I'm, I'm sure so at this broken. Point, hearted, Je- I'm sure at this
3: like, point Jeff will do anything. I really do, and, and but he's gonna have to do it on his own because I, it's not my job to tell you what you need to do to fix your family. Like, right. I, I I don't have. I don't have the mental capacity or even the energy right now to give him the directions to fix this. Right. He's got to do it. You got to do the work. Like yep. You got to do the work. I, d- I can't do the work for him. I am willing to go to counseling. I am willing to support him in his toxic ass behavior. I'm willing to do that because I do love him, but I am Heck. not willing to lose my peace of mind. I'm not willing to go to sleep one and wake up in a nightmare over and over again. And I've been waking up in a nightmare. I've been waking up in a nightmare every day. I go to every day I go to sleep and then I wake up and I remember my baby is dead. And then I go to sleep and today I woke up and remembered my man decided that while our baby was dead, he wanted to do some dumb shit. And so like it's just like this constant, you know. And you and fuck you've been through that. I like you that shit. You've been th- that's what the shitty part is is yeah. like, you know,
0: if if you and Slim had just said, "Hey, look, we've grown apart." Like we got, you know, but then there was so much deceit there. You, you know, you rise above that. You, you know, and I, I just don't think people know how strong you are. Because, I mean, you're literally like breadwinner for those girls. I mean, you
3: came to here from uh, Minnesota, you know, by yourself. Well, with Slim, but by yourself. I mean, you know, by myself is correct. I came here by myself with my husband, but by myself. So, yes, that's true. That's accurate information. I mean, you bought a house like you had. Uh, my God, I, I, you It just is what it is. Like, I'm really glad I'm here and I'm honestly really glad I'm talking about it because... I when, just don't want you to get down because I feel I like I mean I am down I, mean, I know yeah I know but, and, and you will be but like <laughs> you are
0: such a good soul and I think people don't even know how good you are and how much you root for other women and you want good things for other people and you know and we've talked about this before on this podcast like because you really do put everything out there lots of times that opens you up for people being like you shouldn't do this you're a mother blah 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 you know people yeah. insert themselves and they have no idea that your
3: intentions are so good and oh, people and that's in the So heartbroken. Don't be heartbroken, Sarah. I'll tell you this. Like I, I I am too. I'm hurt. You know, I'm hurt. I'm also like remotivated a little bit just to kind of figure out like what, what I want. I have so many cool things coming up and that has been such a good distraction for me. And again, there's always a lesson in it, right? Like I, when my friends come to me and they're going through something, I'm, sad for them but there's also a part of me that's like get ready because you never suffer for no reason suffering always has something at the end of it that's so true that shit may sound cliche but like look at me (laughs) like i have never suffered and just stayed there I have suffered and I have grown. I yeah. have suffered and I've grown even more. I've suffered. I wrote a book. Then I left my husband in my toxic ass job. And then I became a woman that I am so proud of and that you can't tell me shit because at the end of the day, I protect my peace at all costs. So whether that mean, you know, take another heartbreak and keep it moving just to show like you're resilient as hell and women will always choose their kids. Let's keep it moving. Or you work through it. Either way, there's a lesson in either one of it. And I'm going to be OK. Like, I'm going to oh, be yeah. okay. You're,
0: you're always going to be okay. Always. And your level of even helping people hasn't even reached its peak. You know, you're just starting with the, you know, I love to see you in medium.com, which is a big, pop, you know, publication. You know, then Empathy and Eyebrows has helped so many people. Now you're getting ready to launch
3: your course, you know, yes. like. thank you.
0: I mean, I. Uh, I, I don't even know like where do
3: we go from here well like, you brought up the course and I would like to broken. say it real quick Permo- go into the course look assist does need some help so <laughs> yeah, you're all if coming. you want to support me in any way so I have this um, this 60 day program it's 8 weeks it's get rid of and grow 4 weeks of shit you should get rid of and that means people, places, things experiences, situations and then the other 4 weeks is shit you should cultivate in your life and what's cool is that it comes with each week there's a lecture and I tell the lecture and what I love about it is that it's not a lecture like you're in school I'm like listen he ain't shit she ain't shit (laughs) this is why you gotta get the fuck up out of this situation i know you may not have the money to do it right now but let's talk about how we can stack some money on the side because you can't do this for the next year you know like it's me telling you the truth and it may not work for everybody but from the this is what happened it's been years of me doing this media thing and every year i have spent countless hours responding to people Yes, I spend yes. hours, yeah. hours responding to women about their their toxic work environments, or about how they're doing the single mom thing, or about how they're impasse and they cannot close it off. That shit's dangerous. Let's talk about it, right? And so I.
0: or you're a meat lover. Right now, get forty percent off. My listeners are getting forty percent off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to hungryroot.com/tsfs and get forty percent off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's hungryroot.com/tsfs. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get forty percent off right now and free veggies for life. How ironic!
3: thought about it and I was like I don't have the time to keep responding it takes sometimes I spend three hours responding to one oh, email sure, like, I, I know. put the time yeah. in and I was like I want to do something that makes people like it makes me accessible we can have one on ones we can sit down and have coffee and we can talk through some shit and I want to use my own pain to help others. And I want to teach people to understand that resiliency isn't always about your husband cheating on you with the stripper. It's not always about you losing a baby and then your man is off doing some craziness. Sometimes resiliency is getting your ass out of bed. Right. Sometimes resiliency is showing up to a birthday party, which I did yesterday, even though you don't want to be there because you're sad, but your daughter needs to be there because she's four. And this is a this is a mermaid birthday party. So it's important. Sometimes that's resiliency, you know, definitely. So. Get rid of and grow is my baby, my third, my fourth, my fourth baby, and um, it's so powerful for me. Like it's, it's everything that I. People write to me all the time, how did you do this? How did you break free? I feel stuck, stagnant. That's what I get all the time. I'm stuck. I'm trapped. I'm stagnant. And this is a program to get you unstuck in your life, to change your your mental, you know, to change the way you think, to change your actions. Because you can change the way you think, but if your actions are still doing the same thing, it's not going to help you. You can change your actions, but if your mental capacity is still in, I'm not going to ever be shit, guess what? You're never going to be shit. Right. Absolutely. So, I love it. I'm excited about it. And, um, you know, registration is open right now. We we kick off in February. It's I have... I'm so excited. Like I've been speaking to my clients already and they're so fantastic and they're all just ready to be better people. And I think that we all should just want that. We do. And we all
0: need help. Yeah, need help of people. Yeah, we do. I mean, same thing. I've gone to therapy for a long time. We always joke. I have like a therapist for a therapist on the show, but (laughs) you do, you need like a team of people to talk to and keep, because it's hard. And and I just think natural self doubt and, um, you know, and and definitely some people get it worse than life with dark moments, but you've definitely, I mean, but you've got to find ways to be resilient, and, and this, this is one of those awesome, ways. Oh, I mean, it is shitty, like what you're going through, it's but so man, shitty.
3: but it's okay. Like, it's not. <sighs> I don't mean. I don't mean like it's okay in the sense of like it's okay. None of it is okay. But when I say it's okay, what I mean is you're gonna be okay. I am gonna be okay. Like, yeah. I, I have learned that if there's nothing else that I can show my daughters is that in the face of anything, <sighs> the face of anything, like literally, Sarah, like. Be, t- the real, I thought I could have never survived what we survived over there at the radio like I thought I could never I know I know yeah and and it's crazy when
0: you get out of it and then you look back and and realize what you survived and then you go to therapy and the therapist is like oh no that's basically like an abusive husband like you were in
3: in an abused relationship and you're like what and then you then you start replaying all that stuff and you're like oh my god oh my god it was and then you get into other relationships and you start to notice behavior and you're like hold on you know and and it's 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 trauma it's post-traumatic stress disorder so there's like all this stuff but I thought I couldn't you know I thought I couldn't survive that and then I thought I couldn't survive my marriage and I did and then I thought I couldn't survive the I mean you you can you'll think you can't survive something yeah and then you do and then something else hits you and you're like oh well I went through that like I've I lost a baby I don't think there's anything in this world that I can't survive Oh, my God. And when I was reading and listening, I mean, when you're re-
0: when I was reading your article and you're describing it, in St. Lucia, you're going through all this physical trauma, this emotional trauma, and they're asking you, like, you have to pay up front. Like, that part was a crazy part of the story, oh, too. Oh, like, they, they were kept like, saying, like, we got to draw your
3: blood, so can we have your credit card? And I'm, I know, like, All I kept thinking was, like, this shit's going to decline. These are international charges. I don't even know which account it's coming from right now because I'm all over the place. And and I just wasn't in a pl- I was shell shocked. I was like, I'm in a different... I was literally... There was a point when I was like, all right, God, I hate you right now. Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. Like, are you serious? Are absolutely. you serious? Yeah. But all the while, in all of this, I have gotten sign after sign after sign, like, you're moving in the right direction. This sucks, and this is awful, but... I would like nothing takes away the fact that you lost a baby like that's just some trauma and I don't even know how to work through this grief cuz I've never experienced it but oh, I can yeah, tell I can you like imagine. you just you just keep pushing through. I took my baby to a birthday party yesterday. I didn't want to but I did it. And eventually as the days pass I'm sure it will get easier right. or better or different. Yeah. It'll probably be different. It might not even get easier but it will be I, different, right? And and so there's that but but mostly like I just know I'm going to be okay and I know that everything is going to be okay and 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 when I see people in their trauma I just want to like hug them and be like I know you cannot see through this right it's so hard to see through this but I promise you there is another side
0: yeah, 100. and it's always
3: better on the other side.
0: Always, always. You just don't even know the gifts that are ahead, you know. Um, and and what it all means, because yeah. for you, I feel like it definitely it, it means you know here you are, get rid of and grow. Like your, you know, your book, like your podcast. It's you know so much is happening for you. Yeah, um, but it's it's hard. It's hard as a friend to see you go through that. I'm I really know. sorry.
3: And in fact, what's really interesting to me is I'm the only person who is not to blame in this shit, and I'm the person. With the Who, loss. With the loss. Yeah. Like, I got to walk away either from my family or, like, you know, like we built a home. We have a whole home. We got a whole family. Like, those we girls live adore him. Yes. They call him pops. Like, you wow. don't get to come into my life and play these fucking games with my children.
0: I know. And you're so close to his family. And then,
3: I mean, that's so. But listen, at the end of the day, I choose me. Yeah. I choose yeah. my children. Yeah, that's the most, that's it. I don't choose that's social media. I don't choose nothing. Like, I tell people what I want them to know. I, You know, whatever. I say, I share a lot. But the one thing you should know over everything is, at the end of the day, if it comes down to all of this media stuff or anything else, I will give it all up to protect myself and yeah. my children. Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. That's what it is. And I'm not going to be held hostage because somebody wants to <laughs> put oh, it no. up. Give me a It's going to make her look bad and him look bad. You know who's not going to look bad in this? Me,
0: oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh my I don't god! Care. All right, does anyone? I mean, where do we even go from here? Does anyone want to talk pop culture? We
3: like, <laughs> like, do I'm
0: it?
1: sorry, like
3: I came in swinging, like
0: whatever. It's too I just have to, oh, too, too deep swing. to go. No, there. I just had
3: to like get it out. You yeah. know, like I you always. I but that's what I love about you is you're so
0: transparent. I was like, we got to read the commercials before you come on because we're never gonna get to the commercials. No, you <laughs> won't. We we'll never get to. No, it. that's what's great. But you. You're gonna be just fine, and yeah. you know I am like praying for you. I'm so bummed about that. Like I'm shit. bummed. He I'm, was so good. <laughs>
3: like he like, is good. That's the thing. It's like, but you know what? People self sabotage the fuck out of themselves. I know. I've People been there. People self sabotage yeah. their own happiness, and that's what I told. I was like, you're broken. Like yeah. you have to, something's going on. You yeah. have to fix this because. You know you're happy, you know that this is what it is, but I can't prove that to you. Like it's not my job to be like, "Hey, this is really good and you're you're going to ruin something. Like you have to be aware." And I have so much self-awareness that I understand that and like emotional intelligence takes a long time to learn. And especially for men, I feel I was like say, men are like super immature about, yeah, you know. I was listening to um Amanda Seals. I love her by the way. Um from Insecure. I was listening to her and she was doing talking about there's a difference. She had a toxic masculinity podcast. Which was fantastic. oh okay? I gotta listen. Okay. Oh my God, it's good. And she said, uh, she had his guest on, I forget his name, but he's great. And they were talking about the difference between a grown male and a man. And oh. some of y'all are <laughs> married to grown males. And I don't want to be married to a grown male. I want to be married to a man. And a lot of us, we date grown males and we, we fall in love with potential. But the issue is this. What you see in someone else Will not always come to life, and a man does what? A man is just what emotionally available is just is no. He uh, he said that um, a grown male is looking to be served, and he didn't mean it in like the sense of like a woman should bow down to him. He was just like, what what it's in it for me? Like they don't we think in the moment we get into a relationship, we think in we's like we're we're a. a a communal yes, people. Women yes. are a communal people. Yeah, we We're are. like we or w- us or, you know, we think family unit or we think this or I'm going to check in with you because I want to know what you're doing for dinner. If I'm coming home to get if I'm co- coming home with food, I'm not coming home with food by myself just or for just you. for me. I'm going to hit you up and say, I got food. Are you hungry? Like, that's how we operate. And he he was saying that a grown male is um, somebody who's looking for service. Like he just thinks things just should happen for him and this. But a man is a person of service. So when oh. he sees a woman in need, he sees a child in need, he sees a person in need, he wants to be of service. He's not looking to be served. There is a change in your thought process. And he was like, I'm a man, which means if I'm walking around and I see someone in need, he was like, I want to be of service. I'm not thinking, how can this benefit me? Because oh, wow. a lot of people will do that. They do it only because of what it benefits, right? Yeah. So there was this, yeah. it was just this really great podcast and it made me realize like, we can't fall in love with potential. And I think that I'm guilty of that. I think I'm guilty of falling in love with potential to seeing the best in people, in friendships, in relationships, in, in life. I think we see people and we're like, wow, they're so smart. They could do so many great things. They could do this, 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 this. But here's the problem. What you see in someone, if they do not see it in themselves, you can't give it to them. And that's what the problem I'm having is I see this greatness in this man who is so complacent with being, being medioc- mediocre and I'm not here for it. Yeah. You can either rise up and be the king that you are or you can sit your ass on that throne of mediocrity and I will not support that. Yeah. And that's where we are. Damn. I mean, you've like nailed it. That's where we are. I'm not I your potential is not enough. Your potential to be this amazing man to raise these kids, I see it and it's beautiful, but it is not enough for me to see it and you not to act on it. That's what it is. <sighs> You are H! yes, yes, <laughs> A whole word. Yes. Somebody say amen. 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 Thank
0: you. Oh, you are pleased. You're the Ooh. next Diana Van Zant. I'm Look, sitting here listening. to you. you I'm like, you're Van Zant. Like as soon as Diana resigns, like, like I'm like, oh, this will just be the Danny Star Show because you'd be so.
3: Good, bitch. You have to go through some shit to be this good. Oh yeah, sure. I yeah, feel like you have to, you have to trudge yeah, through you the damn desert barefoot, and I have done that, and I'm okay with it, and that's why I did get rid of and grow because I'm like, okay, you got to take this pain and turn it into something good. So I'm good. I, I will figure it out. Um, I've told, I threw his shit out my window, um, straight, straight, waiting to exhale style. I did it very quietly though because I'm black and I did not want to be arrested. <laughs> But, and it was easy because the screen wasn't on the window. (laughs) Quietly, you it right I, and like and the screen just wasn't a, little in a drop. I was like, I was like, okay, let me, there's just gotta gotta be a couple things. Like, I literally was thinking about Angela Bassett. I was like, okay, bitch, you gotta channel your inner Angela Bassett. You need to open this window. He's coming to get his stuff. Yes. So I opened the window. There was no screen. I was like, it's meant to be. <laughs> there's no screen. This is also very dangerous. You got kids, so you are gonna have to handle this later. But I opened the window and I peeked outside, and it was snowing, and it was quiet night. It was windy, and I was like, okay. You just gotta toss it gently <laughs> so that it doesn't freak the neighbors out because what you don't need is to be arrested for being an angry black woman because then it just get switched around. So I was like, just right. tossing things out the window. And then that shit got like... When nobody's watching you toss things out the window and, like, there's no, like, you're just tossing shit out a window. Yeah, right. So then I was like, fuck this. So then I got, like, a laundry basket and I just put it in and I drug it down the stairs and I just dumped it over in the snow to make it look like I threw everything out the window. Plus it was cold as hell. So yeah. I needed to do it in, like, one. You couldn't have needed, the window open the, the window whole window could not have been open. I'm like, I got kids in the house. Somebody's going to fuck around with getting pneumonia. I was like, let me just get his shit out the house. So he is out of the house right now. He's welcome to come back. He's helping raise my kids. Like, he can come in and out if you please but, um, but uh, yeah, no, we're not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He's got some work to do. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, for
0: sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. And and you're right. You've nailed we it. Got a lot of it, dry so. cleaning to do too. Yeah, yeah. got <laughs> a lot of dry cleaning to do. He shrunk so much shit yesterday. I had to laugh. He came in and he was like, "The sweater's so little." I was like, "Yep, that's what you get." <laughs> Can't even do your own fucking laundry. Stupid. No, uh, it, everything is going to be okay. I just, I just got to get through it. Really. I just oh got to get God. through it. I mean, we need drinks. Like yes! I, I
0: mean, how do we not have the mixologist in here today? Like, right. We needed so much alcohol. How did we do this Sober. I know, you know. All right, we end the show with pineapple mail, which is people's DMs, yes. their questions, what they need for advice. I'd be curious for for you. All right, so this woman writes to us, and we have
3: two. We have a follow up from Doctor Mintz, too, because we had a woman I didn't write call it pineapple mail. I'm just oh, we curious. usually kept, keep oh, it in this okay. pineapple. Um, I'm like, what does that mean? Is that, I'm missing something. It's yeah. a new app. Like, no, <laughs> so, try, so you pull it out of t- the t- pineapple. Of, yep,
0: we have a pineapple mail that we we keep in this little pineapple. It's an ice uh, holder, but we have oh, turned it into a little a mailbox, a little mailbox. Um, so this woman writes, she says, uh, Sarah, AJ, uh, Danny, I'd like to know I've been dating a guy for five months and we've had the determined the relationship conversation several months ago. And it's kind of crazy, Danny, that you're here on this day. She says "But <laughs> he'll con- he continues to hang out with other, quote, female friends and doesn't invite me.
3: Yeah, hell no, that's a date, girl.
0: I feel like this is a major <laughs> problem. Some of these women he has known for for years, gone to high school with, but others are coworkers that he's only
3: known in the year, past year or past couple of years. I feel like well, homegirls right that you've known forever. Like, you have to know what kind of man you're dealing with because you just never fucking know these days. That's the truth. You just never know. You never know. And narcissism is real and they're manipulators. So you'll believe that these are these charismatic, charming ass dudes. And then you'll have the rug pulled up from under you. So you have to pay attention. I would say that you need to set your boundaries because it doesn't matter if it bothers somebody else. If it bothers you, that's your boundary. You have that conversation with him. You say, hey, I am not it, it's not even about being insecure or anything like that. Like, why would you put yourself in a situation that might turn out bad? Right. So I w- personally would that's be like, point. hey, we need to sit down and discuss our boundaries. Like, what is what's comfortable for you? Because if if I'm willing to bet if she was out with one of her friends that was male, this just the two of them or a male coworker, I'm willing to bet that territorial ego shit would pop off in her man and he would not like that. But that's the thing. Toxic masculinity. So we have to r- roll it back into you decide what's comfortable to you and your partner.
0: See, my issue with this is Schman, who we now call Dan on this show. Schman has some old high school female friends and friends that he's been with a long time. But Schman always will say to me, hey, do you want to come along? Exactly. That's different. And you, same with me. Like, And I'll always tell him before, oh, I'm going to hang out with this person or do you want to come? Like I never, there's nobody I hang out with that I wouldn't bring him along. Even right. Though, <laughs> I can think of a couple. Yeah. <laughs> okay I'm working on respect too it's so funny that you I don't know who we're oh, oh. hey Dr. Mintz how are you oh, are we calling Dr. Mintz oh <laughs> okay <laughs> sorry no but I'm because Dan and I are going to get married so we're really talking about you know we've been to a lot of couples therapy because it's a lot about respect because I tend to make light of like this on this show like that I don't really love him and stuff like kind of as a way of oh this is sort of funny and entertaining and and I also have this thing where I don't want anyone to I don't want to does that bother him uh, yeah, I think he wants me to be more respectful. I was gonna say then
3: you gotta stop that shit, Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like I getting- love you but this is no.
0: <laughs> yeah, And I put myself in situations like even t- like I have this weird thing where even I'll tell a guy we've we, AJ and I were recently on a client dinner and even though I was telling the guy like look I love this man like this is who I'm going to marry this person could proceed to basically say like oh I want to marry you and have sex with you and go down on you for five hours like I have to but see I the problem is because I'm a little bit of an exhibitionist I'll keep entertaining that shit and it's so disrespectful to but, shman and so that's what I was like, going to stop
3: that's what I was going to say what it comes down to is love is not enough right if you do not show him the respect that he deserves likewise if he does not show you the respect that you deserve and that respect looks different for everybody like if jeff and i sat down and we decided to have an open relationship i'm honestly not even opposed to that to be honest i've been through so much shit like i believe that there are different people who could fulfill different needs for me and i believe that there are different people who probably could fulfill some needs for him because i don't like doing everything that's the truth so but you have to understand what that respect level is. If he tells you like that makes him uncomfortable, makes him feel a certain way, that's something that you just have to e- either you decide, well, I love you and that's what it is, or you decide I love and respect you. And respect for me is more than anything, which is why I'm in this situation. Because if it was just based off love, I would say with Jeff in a heartbeat because right. I lo- I love him so much. Right. I think he is. I, like he is such a light in my life. If right. it was only about love, there would be no question. But it's not just about love. It's about respect. And if I do not feel respected, that's there is nothing else that I want. No, I think Fuck you're, your love. Like,
0: No, you're it. right. You're totally right. My and dad I feel like, loves me. He left. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. I think like now that we're getting married and we want to have like we want to try to have a kid this year. It's like, OK, it's a new level of yeah, showing respect, you know, and I yeah. think, um, you know, and he doesn't usually ask me to like it, there's a couple things that he doesn't want shared on the podcast. But for the most part, he sort of rolls with he knows that kind of this is what it is. But I think, too, is like my own person, you know, as far as I know, he's not doing that to me. So it's like I don't want to be doing that to him I'm so proud so, of you though
3: for like really talking through it because yeah, we, we we've are gone to therapy
0: for a long time and it's yeah. really helped because you know we've grown together we've been together six years we've broken up we've gotten back together we've yeah. had moments where we wanted to call it quits um you know
3: and those are the types of relationships that last because I, 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 I believe that lot. I believe that you put in so much time like Claire and I that's my longest relationship but if you think that shit's been easy, Claire and I are 20 plus years, I think 20, I think we're on Michael Jordan year, 23. I think we're 23 years in. And Claire always says to me, this was the hardest shit ever. Like you, I don't have friendships like this with everybody else because that shit got hard and we were like, a lot let's of throw in the towel. Yeah. But this, you know, the reason why Claire knows me so well and the reason why we know each other and we operate this well is because we put 23 years in. Yeah. OK, now she's not my intimate partner, but she is my best friend. And that shit took a lot of work. Yep. And there are moments where we fought and we were like, I'm not fucking with you anymore. And then we came back and we worked through it. And I don't know why people think that I when people say like relationships are supposed to be easy. I want to be like, you're fucking dumb. Oh, that's what I mean. Our therapist <laughs> like, says that all the time. Literally. Like, it's so hard. It is, you have to keep working on it all the why time. Why on earth would you think that everything in life else you have to work To get paid, that's a lot of work. Oh, God, You want kids, but you don't understand the work. You want to do this, but you don't understand. Like, why on earth do you think love, of all things, is just going to be easy? That your relationship should just be natural and easy. Nothing is natural and easy. No, it's Nothing.
0: not. Nothing. No, and and people change, and they don't communicate, and then you have to go back to the drawing table and communicate,
3: and then someone's feelings were hurt, but they didn't say anything. I mean, it goes, and know, then they, really it, and tough. then it's inside, and and then a month later they tell you, and you're like, you could have told me that shit a month ago, and right. I would have helped change it, or I would have worked through it, and then you know, there's just so many things, so it takes work. But I am really proud of you because to hear you say things like, because we are a powerhouse of one, like. We are a different breed of women. We really are. Like, women are always Very this outspoken, yeah. this independent, this, like, my, this is, I'm doing my shit. Whatever, right? right? And also, we have been shut down before for being powerful, independent, strong, outspoken women, right? Yeah. We've seen how that could be to our disadvantage. We've been kicked out of jobs because of it. Yeah. So, I get, while... The pushback could be like when I'm when you're in a relationship and a man tries to tell you like, I don't really feel comfortable with this. I know that that in because it's of like PTSD, right, because right. of PTSD, you want to be like, then get the fuck out. Right. Like, I, this is who I am and I'm strong and I say my speak my mind like that's my innate. When somebody tells me like, well, maybe you should. I literally want to be like, fuck you. I'm doing what I want to do because it's a trigger. Right. Because we were literally ousted for being who we are, yeah. So I get it, but you're doing the work, and it's so beautiful, and you can see it. Like you, guys, you guys are going to be great. Well, I really love him, and and you know he's such a person who is like, I
0: mean, I never would be able to do what I'm doing without him. You know, he's picked up and paid bills, and you know, he's never every idea that I've had, he's like, let's do it, let's explore. You know, and, and that stuff is so valuable. And you know, he's worked through a lot of things like yeah. that. I've self sabotaged, or and he just he's I a was, man. He's not a girl male. He's a man. I always say wish man. Yeah. And, and he always rises to the occasion and he always shows up. You know, there's never an excuse of, well, you know, this or that. And and uh, and so I just feel like it's time for me to be more of that for him, you know. Um, and certainly, look, you know, it's not perfect and I feel like he works too much at times and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like...
3: Oh. I know you ain't talking. You're overworking ass. I love you. <laughs> oh my he God. works too much. <laughs> <laughs> you got like 25 <laughs> jobs, Sarah. What the hell? I'm cutting back. I'm
0: cutting back and I want him home more. Yeah. and he's like not how, you know so we get you know we get into it. but yeah. but we keep and that's the thing too I never want to like present to people like oh it's perfect but I think in the in a way I've kind of gone to the opposite like oh I don't like this man when in fact like I'm in love with him you know I yeah. just want to play off like and you know it's just gotten to the point where it's not respectful anymore so yeah. um, so I you know I don't know you know I like Jeff a lot so I hope I like Jeff a lot too I do I, I really do can, like him you know maybe this is his moment you know to, to like rise said, to the occasion you know yeah everybody fucks up and maybe this is his moment to really, you know, start working on shit in a whole new way.
3: Yeah, I hope he does. I honestly I do. Too. do. I, I hope he I does. Really like I hope him. he really does rise to the occasion because honestly, like... He seems like he just so was in your corner, you know, so I... Yeah, I know, me too. And to circle back on your pineapple <sighs> mail, I just think you need to set boundaries with your partner. I do too, I agree. I, I feel like it is a red flag. Like, if he's not... If he's not inviting you, I
0: think that's odd. Yeah, I do. And I too. think you... I love it. Set boundaries. Like he either starts inviting you or I would say move on. Yeah. Then
3: it's five months, girl. Five months comes and goes, okay? Like I I know it seems like a long time and you've invested a long time, but guess what? A year from now when this same problem has is coming back, you're gonna be like, Man, I had this red flag at five months and I just wasted a whole another six, seven. Seven. Whatever. Do the math. I'm tired. <laughs> seven, yes. Gone seven. Through a lot. Thank you.
0: Then we had a follow-up call this week with Dr. Mintz, who's a medical marijuana doctor, but also a regular MD. And Because we had a woman write in. She has oral herpes. She has like cold sores. And she's now back out on the dating scene. She wants to know if you can transmit or, um, you know, is that, yeah, transmit? Yeah, is that that's right, right. That's right your cold sore herpes to genital herpes if you're like going down on someone when you think you have a cold sore and we have no medical background on this show so we <laughs> so really get so have much no information idea. we're like um, we have no idea, like what you're supposed to do. So we actually called him and got him on the line to find out. Talk about oral herpes, which I always said it's two different strands. So it I don't think you can. can. I
3: believe that when you're having a, a herp, like a herpy, when you have a cold sore. Don't worry, I get him. Yeah, so. me too. Yeah, whatever. I know, right? It's like I and I think I've, like, everyone. I've, I've, I've gotten cold sores since I was a kid because some adult probably kissed me on the mouth Ex- when I was a kid. Like it just is what it is. Whatever, I get him. Um, I don't care. Uh, I'm pretty sure when you get a cold sore. You just aren't supposed to, one, kiss or do down there stuff. But once you're, you're not in the process of having an outbreak, you're fine. Like, if that right. was the case, so many people have the, the herpes virus. If you've had the chicken pox, you have the herpes virus. So you can be out here pretending like, oh, is this is a big deal. Everybody walking around who has had the chicken pox has the herpes virus. This woman actually said she's been dumped by a guy recently. Because she had said- a cold sore? Yeah. Oh, shit. I know. I'm like, who does? That's great. Everybody has them. Like, well, almost not everybody, but but <laughs> but they do have the virus. They definitely yes. have it, and at any moment it could just it, pop, it pop out exactly. on them. Exactly. So I wouldn't be too mean to your friends with cold sores because yours is coming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> give me a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually got Doctor Mince, the real doctor. <laughs> Granted, we give all this advice. The real hmm. doctor. Uh, we called him this week, so here's what happened when we gave him a call. Hello. Hey, Doctor Mintz. How are you? I'm good. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. It's Sarah and AJ. How you doing, ladies? Great. Great. Hey, Dr. Min, so we wanted to jump in and ask you, you know, Pineapple Mail are questions, advice questions um, that we get from listeners. And we had this one from a woman who has mouth herpes, but she's back out on the dating scene. She's single and she wants to know if you can transmit oral herpes Like if into sexual herpes, if you are giving any form of oral sex and we are not doctors on this show, we have no clue medically what we are talking about. So is that possible?
2: So the quick answer is yes. The quick answer is yes, it's possible. But then there's a lot of subtle differences. So you you basically have there. So herpes are two herpes viruses. There's herpes one and herpes two. And generally, the cold sores that people typically get are caused by the herpes 1 virus, and that's not usually sexually transmitted. Kids get it all the time. Um, and then herpes 2 is usually sexually transmitted. However, there can be some crossover. Um, the, the herpes 2 virus, so the herpes 2 virus is generally very transmissible. So when you think about, oh, you know, my partner has herpes, you're usually talking about what's the risk of getting it sexually transmitted. That's pretty high, especially if there's an active outbreak. With HSV or herpes virus 1, the oral, you can transmit that, but the risk of transmission is much lower, so it, 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 the answer is yes, you can transmit it, but it's a little bit different than transmitting typical genital herpes, which is caused by HSV two.
0: Got it. Okay, brilliant. That makes perfect sense. Now huh. we have the medical answer. Still, I'll need you. I need you to break it down for me even more, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, wait, but Dr. Mintz, we also had another question regarding HPV, because AJ has a friend that's going through a whole cheating situation in her relationship, not AJ's, but in her friend's situation, her partner has been cheating on her, and she has now
1: contracted HPV, right, AJ? Is that how Correct. the story goes? Yes. So what were you, you... wanted to know more details about that. Yeah, so she's recently received a lot of bad news, as we can find out, and uh, she's wondering that... He, the relationship, he's been cheating for two years and she's just now went to get checked after he, she found out that he was cheating. Uh, so she's wondering if this, how long can HPV be in your system? How long does it take to kind of manifest and find out that you're positive for HPV? Does it stay dormant for a long time? And the man, is he giving it as soon as anybody a man is contra- giving HPV? Right, right. Is it easy for him to give it to anybody he's sleeping
2: with? Oh, that's a good, those are all good questions. It's a a much more complicated answer because it depends on whether the man has active lesions or not. Um, There is, there is, there is a period of dormancy. It's not, it's, you know, it's days to weeks. It's not like months and months and months. So, um, but on the other hand is, so, okay. So HPV, so HPV does two things. Okay. So one of the things that it does is it causes genital warts. And so, you know, you know that. So if you found out that you're you were with a partner, let's say that cheated, and you found out two years later after dumping him that you know they had HPV. If you didn't have genital warts, you probably didn't. You know, you're probably okay at least from that standpoint. But the other thing that HPV can do is it can affect the cells in the cervix without causing wart. And so the good news for that is that the body usually clears that after months. Um, however, doesn't always do that, which is why, you know, women, you know, starting at age 25 should start getting past smears on a regular basis. That's a good way to check for HPV.
1: Got it. Okay. And so if he is, there's also something I know that, um, she thought he was, he had contracted something from the gym where you have lesions on around your groin area, not really on your actual penis. And she had thought he had told her at first that that's what it was. Is there a condition that actually you can get from the gym, like a really easy, it's just bacteria?
2: Uh, there's lots of things that you can get from the gym. Um, HPV is not typically one of them. Uh, you were talking, we were talking about herpes, but herpes is something that you can get to the gym. Uh, and sometimes like wrestlers will have cases of body transmission of HSV. It's called, um, I have to think a pull back in one mind, it's called, um, Uh, Herpes gladiatorum or gladiolum or something like gladiator, um, where it's a body transmission. You'll see that sometimes on football teams or something like that, where it's body-to-body transmission. That's very uh, unusual. And there's lots of other nasty things that grow in the gym, most commonly are fungal infections. Um, You know, you can get it at, you know, athlete's foot. You know, you know, uh, jock itch is a fungal infection, and those same funguses that are in your groin and your toes can be anywhere on your body. So that's something that you can do. And again, those things are 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 pretty easily treatable. Even they're transmissible, but they're also very easily treatable.
1: Well, gr- cl- clearing up so many
0: questions for us. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's so good. We're gonna just like, I mean, we have to do probably a whole cheating scandal as far as like because people Boy, have, that's been a whole thing yeah. i know it's been a whole thing okay dr Mintz, we wanted to get you on uh that question has been brewing on people's minds they wanted like a clear answer on it so thank you so much of course uh, we love working with you and having you as a sponsor of the hay podcast you do concierge medicine so people can come they can see you just pay a monthly flat rate and then they get access to you 24 7 and of course you are our resident medical marijuana doctor in dc and
2: maryland that is correct.
0: And I'm happy to be uh be a part of the show. Awesome. Dr. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Dr. Mintz. Bye. Bye, AJ bye. bye, Dr. Mintz. We love him. All right. Danny Starr was on the show today. She's an unbelievable woman. You can follow her on Instagram. You can find out more about her class. Uh your website
3: is Danystar.com. Correct. Danny, Danny And Instagram is I am Danny Star. And that's basically your Twitter handle yeah, to everything. Right? I am Danny Star or just Danny. You can get everything. Podcast. Um, follow me, book stuff, dannystar.com. All right, we need to have you back on here. Yeah. Like race, and and we hope, need a follow-up. No, we gonna need a follow-up where I'm like, bitch, I'm living my best life. Ain't nobody <laughs> fucking yes, with yes, me. Yes. yes. I need one of those times. I can't wait for some great-ass fucking news so I can be like, Sarah, bitch. We need, we need really good news. We got to celebrate. But it will come. It's, it will it's come. It's all happening. You know what? In the midst of all this, I got a whole bunch of registrations for my program. And I was like, you know what? Look at God. So guys! Good. Look, look at, at guys! Like I'm sorry, bitch. I done been throwing you through the wolves, through the wolves, But here you go. Here's a registration.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, we love you. Thank you so much. Share today's show with a friend and be sure to review us on iTunes. Go to Hey Podcast, hit five stars. Tell us what you love about the show, including Danny Starr. We love her. Send her good vibes and prayers, please. Oh.
1: All that. Bye, guys. Bye.